You're listening to Back to the Light with J.D. Rieger. Hey everybody, welcome to yet another episode of Back to the Light. I am J.D. Rieger. I've got a really good show for you this week. Good show, little full, lot of plugs, as last week's guest Jeff Hewlett might say. That's a callback! First, we have a quick chat with comedian Katrina Coleman about the upcoming relaunch of You Look Like on September 21st. Then we'll do our annual Gonerfest breakdown with Goner Records co-owner Eric Friedel, a.k.a. Eric Oblivion. Gonerfest kicks off on September 22nd, that's a Thursday, and runs through the weekend here in Memphis. Let me also mention, before we get started, that both my new album, Where Wasn't I?, and the new Subteens album I produced, Volume 4, Dashed Hopes and Good Intentions, will be released on vinyl and digital formats on October 14th. Three big shows in town to celebrate, October 6th at the Memphis Listening Lab, we have a listening party for both records, October 14th at the High Tone, both bands plus guests to be announced, And October 15th at Wiseacre Downtown, it's the Back to the Light Fall Turnout. Myself, the Subteens, three other amazing bands. More details coming soon. Stay tuned to backtothelight.net. Now let's get to my conversations with Katrina Coleman and Eric Friedel. Katrina, always good to hear from you. Hi, JD. How's it going? It's going Tell me, we've been talking about this off the air for months, if not over a year, the eventual relaunch of You Look Like. Why yeah. now? Well, I mean, COVID's over, right? That's what they That's what they said. This is done. No, It's been no. over for a lot of people for a lot longer than now. I know. Uh, and that's why I kept putting it off. Like, I kept having goals, like, you know. October of last year, I wanted to, but then like new waves popped up and honestly, it's cause uh, my whole family's already had it. So I don't have to worry about bringing it home to them. That's, that's what it is. And I'm going nuts being in my house and I miss it. The show was uh, just about to celebrate its five year birthday when we had to go, go in the house. So that was a big part of my life for a long time. I need it back. In its first life, the show existed at the PNH. Now it's moving to the high tone. So yeah. tell me, how are things going to be the same and how are things going to be different? Well, first off, RIP PNH will miss you forever, buddy. Pour one out for the homies. Uh, I don't know yet. Aside from, you know, a little bit of a different room shape and size. Uh, we're going to go with it. We're just going to feel it out. Uh, they do have liquor at high tone though. So I, I don't know how that's going to affect the show might affect the crowd a little bit. Uh, yeah, we're going to pretty much stick to the same format and then just sort of adjust. If we find something sort of not quite working, you'll be there. That'll be different. Be not that's not entirely different. I've been to several, you look like shows in the past before I moved to Chicago. Oh, thanks for coming. But I mean, you'll be there like doing stuff. For sure. 
Tell me about the lineup for this show, which is Wednesday, September 21st. We should probably plug the exact date at the high tone. Seven o'clock. Is that right? Yes. So yeah, seven o'clock and the show, like we have it, we've had it down to such an art. Like it's always less than two hours. You'll be in bed before nine 30. So don't worry about it on a school night. Uh, You know, that's something that I do worry about. I know a lot of people do. And I worry about that now. I was like Wednesdays. No, that's why it's, that's why it's early. Uh, yeah. So I, I have a couple of folks who had done it before. So like Richard Douglas Jones is an old pro at it. Uh, he's been champion before. So is, uh, Latoya Tennille who runs comedy junk. And so has Hunter Sandlin and those three are on it. Uh, so then I grabbed some newer folks uh, John Andrew Miller, who hosts the open mic there at the high tone. And then Allison MacArthur, she's from Jonesboro actually. And Keely Allison, who I believe only just started like doing stand up this year, but I wanted the first show to be really good. So I picked old favorites and people I know that are fast and funny and yeah, who are going to be amazing to watch. Like, you know, this is a good lineup cause it's my first one back and like, People who haven't seen the show, I need them to come back. So pulling out all the big guns. Yeah, I appreciate you doing that since it's going to be on the Back to the Light network moving forward. Yeah. So yeah, that was one of the one of the things that uh, people liked a lot is they could listen to it as a podcast. And when that went away, but luckily JD is here to save us with Back to the Light. Although it's really funny, you know, it's literally a show called You Look Like and. People like to listen to it. I don't know. Well, it's stand-up comedy is still very much an audio art form, even mm-hmm. if it is, you know, you know, a kind of an obvious uh, visual or oriented humor. I, I think it works. Don't I mean? Don't argue with it now. Oh no, 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 no! I have had people tell me they like to listen and uh, like create a picture in their mind what they think that person looks like, and then afterwards go find them on like facebook or whatever and see how close they were yeah i'm sure it's way funnier whatever you think of in your head <laughs> yeah well all right Katrina. Imagination. yeah i i'm gonna let you go we got to talk goner fest with eric but i'm gonna see you this wednesday at the high tone you look like relaunch yay it's gonna be amazing i can't wait man can't wait to see you there Cool. Eric Friedel, thanks for joining me on the podcast. All right. Back it's, again. It's a tradition unlike any other. It's like like some others, but um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Gonerfest 19. Yes, it's happening. Well, it's I want to go back 19 days to, away. To last year, actually. This the first year at Rail Garden. How'd it go? How do you feel it went? Because I was there. I enjoyed it. It was great. It was uh, exactly what we needed after the pandemic coming out. And uh, doing it outside, no one knew, you know, how everybody was getting sick, really, how it would work with crowds. They needed to know that we were going to check for vaccination cards. And a lot of people were coming from areas, states and cities that uh, had much lower COVID rates than we did. So they needed to know that they weren't just, you know being reckless coming yeah and we had to kind of show that we were doing everything we could and it worked out great um we had a big crowd they were itching to get out and do this kind of thing and we had no reported cases afterwards 
um, whether that's you know wow, accurate that's... or not. But you know, um, at least it showed that you know it wasn't it wasn't a spreader event. You know, like we were we were dreading. So last year was was amazing, but that was before the borders were opened up. So it was all American uh, bands and all American uh, fans. We had like four Canadians that were willing to undergo two-week quarantine or something just to come to Gonerfest last year. But this year, you know, we've got bands from all over the place and people coming in like usual. So it's going to cool. be great. Yeah. Back at Rail Garden. Yeah. It, it just made sense. Especially, I mean, it's kind of weird because ideally the shows would be later. But because they're outside and in a neighborhood, there's a pretty early curfew. 10 o'clock on Thursday and 11 o'clock on uh, Friday and Saturday um, for uh, for music. Like, we could play DJs and stuff later than that, but right. it makes the after parties start earlier and it makes that kind of a really different situation because, you know, when, when the festival ends, a lot of people are just kind of getting going for their night. And these other parties really, really are doing well. I mean, you get a couple hundred people in these bars and seeing really good bands that, you know, are around the fest. So, um, does that make you think about maybe programming some of the late night stuff yourself in future years? I've ended up sort of doing that this year just to try to make sure that some people and bands that were going to be through got into their spots and, and all this kind of stuff. And it's, it's funny because Gonerfest, we've always tried to not program against ourselves so that if you want to see everything, you can. It's not one of these things where my one favorite band is playing over here and my other favorite band is playing directly opposite. You don't have to make those choices, but for the after parties, yeah. All, all kinds are of, off. Yeah, yeah. It's just like a free-for-all. Um, but, you know, it's, it's DKDC, the Lamplighter, High Tone, B-Side, um, and... You can't get that many people in some of those places, so it's by necessity, you know, going to spread over all these different uh, uh, bars and everything. Yeah, so, it's almost it's almost like you guys are throwing your own like little punk rock South by Southwest. The unofficial shit's cooler than the as cool as the official shit. It is. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know. They so it's great. I mean, I think it. You know, we the after parties were always great. It's just that they started at three and went till six. Yeah. Now they're starting. Now at they start at midnight. midnight and they end at three, and you can get up and do it again. I mean, so yeah, it's 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 really cool. Do you think this is the model for the festival going forward, or do you think you go back to the old ways of the late night high tone or wherever? I mean, I think the only the only way I think that we would do it in multiple venues is sort of the way it works anyway. Is like you said, like kind of program more of the after parties, yeah, and doing that because, I mean, just in terms of the number of people that want to come, we can't accommodate them in the nightclubs really, and being outside still is safer and kind of more fun than being in a nightclub for three nights in a row. Um, Rail Garden is is big enough that you can kind of get away from the acts while they're still going on you can still kind of be hearing it but be talking to your friends and you can be up front if you want to it really works out well the way it's laid out i mean i think there might be other 
sorry, ex, uh, situations like that, other outdoor venues. But I think that's, you know, without going the um, bigger, just ridiculously bigger, I think for our audience, it's pretty much perfect like that. Yeah. Who are you yeah. excited about this year? You know, I'm excited about everybody. I mean, it's, 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 we had uh, Shannon and the Clams and King Connor Barbecue Show signed on early, um, but they both had to play on Thursday night due to other commitments. So it's like really kind of from the start, we had a That's very a heavy Thursday. Yeah, very heavy Thursday. Um, which Shannon was and the awesome. Clams were getting heavy rotation in Chicago before I moved. Really? Yeah, yeah. that song uh, Midnight Wine off their new record was getting heavy rotation in Chicago before yeah. I moved. Um, so they played Gonerfest 8, I think I checked, 2011. Oh, wow. At the High Tone. Um, I think I wrote about that one. Yeah. For the flyer. And I mean, we've been friends with them for a long time, and it's awesome that they could come back now that they're kind of on some kind of yeah yeah new level or whatever and he, there's a whole thing with shannon's fiance dying and everything wow um I like a month ago so everything was kind of thrown for a loop they canceled a couple shows but they have committed to come uh for this fest and they're playing another fest in new york right after um so we're really excited that, you know, it's important enough for them to come. It would have been just as easy to stay home and just, you know, yeah. lay low. And we totally would have understood that. But we're really excited to have them. And King Con and Barbecue Show played the first Goner Fest. Yeah. Basically, it was set up as a record release for them. So having them back is, uh, is awesome. And, um, you know, and those are the big things. And Fred Lane, for anybody that has been a fan of his records he's only done like i think two or three shows in the last like 30 years oh my gosh. so i went down to see him in birmingham like a year ago two years three years i can't even remember i guess it was before covid um because i never expected to have a chance to see him so um to have him you know we got to put out two of his records and um have him play the festival he's bringing a 12-piece band i mean it's going to be a full-on extravaganza and it'll be a weird end of the night kind of demented big band type of thing but i think it's going to be really cool um so I, I i can't wait for that you know one of the things i admire about goner fest and i think this was to the detriment of the festival i did rock for love is that you guys have never let whatever like the growth of the festival change the fact that you're booking stuff that you want to see it's probably to the detriment of the festival but yeah to, well i mean yeah. in term in some ways you know. for, no i mean rock for love lost its way because we got big and then we tried to appeal to other you know do it's, be it's everything true. to everybody and it lost its you know it's whatever it's vibe and it, it's hard you guys it never lost your vibe well you definitely book things and then wonder how it's going to come across you know we've we have often booked um who's a rapper from uh the unapologetic crew and he did a show an afternoon show at murphy's a few years back for one of the fests and it was unbelievable you know it was completely punk rock in its own way and for all our you know worries about 
how, you know, it, it's just kind of like this momentum type of thing. You just don't want to kind of kill your momentum. And so the, and the shows the, the shows are short enough and there's so many bands that if you check out of one or two bands, you know, out of 35 bands, that's it's fine. Yeah, in know? 30 minutes there's going to be something else. Totally, you know. And and especially when you've got all your friends there and you've got room to move and everything, you're not packed in like worried that you're going to lose your spot for you know, the big headliner coming up. You you're free to do whatever you want during that time. So um, yeah, it, it's it is it is kind of funny that we've we've been able to to kind of keep it going. At the same time, you know the the reputation of the festival among the people that come, and the way that we book it too is, you know, a lot of people know Fred Lane or not Fred Lane, but Shannon the Clams, King Connor Barbecue Show, um, but it's the band from Switzerland that's you know steals the show or whatever you know yeah. that you only have one chance to see those other bands might be around again but you know who who knows when um uh you know leopardo is going to be back they're from they're from switzerland you know or these australian bands i was about to say in you the know, pandemic goner fest it was definitely the uh, the australia stage or was yeah, it the new yeah, zealand yeah. stage it was new zealand yeah Man, you that, know that thing kicks my ass yeah it was so fun so i still keep up with some of those bands yeah uh, dick move and nana yep. noise yep i love those bands they were so good and we were so lucky that you know that was that was a scramble that that we had no idea if that was going to work, and that was really fun too. Um, but it sort of it set a new precedent for the festival because now you're doing. I mean, that's part of your presentation now. I mean, too, isn't it? I mean, the whole streaming yeah, experience. If, that, if there's one thing that's going to kill the festival, it's the streaming thing. It is. <laughs> it's not Rail Garden. It is so much work, um, and we really don't capitalize on it like we should. But. It, it's fun and it's 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 got its own thing and I think it captures the essence of Goner Fest. So um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's good and, and it, it does. It's like we're bringing Goner Fest to you if you can't come, which was definitely necessary last year for people that couldn't travel. And you know, it's true every year that people want to come, uh, but want to also keep up with what's happening. Couple other things on the lineup that I see I want to mention: compulsive gamblers. Yeah, two thirds of your bandmates there. Uh, back yeah, together. Yeah, the good the good part of the band <laughs> of the Oblivions. Uh, yeah, the the compulsive gamblers is, I mean, they just did a little jaunt uh, through the Midwest to to get kind of their legs and everything. I think, but you know, anytime you get to see Greg and Jack play, especially those songs that they wrote um, before the Oblivions and. Uh, and with with those other you know actual band like a rock band set up um it's incredible and people are really excited to see that you know do you think as we'll they, they should be yeah do you think we'll see the oblivions in year 20 i don't know the oblivions haven't really been uh, putting out many records so i don't uh, know if they're still around well, i mean neither of the compulsive gamblers well yeah they've got a reissue campaign coming so oh, do they yeah this is this is all set up for a massive all, all part publicity of the blitz yep, yeah that's right um yeah who else uh, somebody who had to cancel last year but is on the bill negative approach bringing them yeah. bring them in finally so i know harold the guitar player from negative approach pretty well um we're friends with his girlfriend sandy who's been down a whole bunch of times and i love negative approach 
uh, I think John Brandon is just a force of nature, and that band is really fun, um, mean, hardcore type stuff, but in a real rock and roll kind of way. Um, his other band, Easy Action, is doing, um, which is much more rock and roll kind of um, style, is doing an after party. Um, so you get a whole lot of John Brandon that, that weekend, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Anything else you're pumped about? I, I mean, there's so much here. R.L. Boyce, I'm sure that's going to be awesome. Yeah, throwing R.L. Boyce at the end is, is fun. Um, you know, the, the Tim Prudhomme, Steve Shelley, Trip Lampkins band is, is kind of a throw it up against the wall and see what, what happens type Are of thing. They, did they put that together for the fest? They've played before. I didn't get to see it, but I heard a lot about it, and I asked him if he'd do it. And he said, sure, Steve was going to be in town anyway. Um, Works out. And he's excited about playing it, so um, that's that's really fun. The um, Mint Mile really wants to play, and we had to move them around because they had various commitments. Um, and they ended up playing that. They're starting off the show on uh, Sunday, and that's uh, basically the guy from Silkworm. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's really good. It's, it's kind of not very goner festy, um, but it's one of those things where I think in context or once you get in front of it, it's going to be really, really good, especially when you're kind of toasted from the previous three days. I think the idea of what goner is, has gotten a lot, you know, between you guys put out gospel records, you've put out electronic music, you've put out singer songwritery stuff with Harlan. I mean, yeah, it's not just all one thing. Right. Um, yeah. It's easier to sell, sort of, when it's one thing or people think they know what you sound like, but then yeah, yeah it's it's a wide variety of, of stuff and, and the, um, our, we're lucky that our, our audience is uh, into a wide variety of stuff, turns out, you know. If you're into you know, probably it started with like the King Connor barbecue show, King Louie, Oblivion's type of stuff, and then, but that's all connected to a lot of different type of music. And if you're into that, you're probably at least open to hearing other stuff. So, um, yeah, we've been lucky that it kind of is a, a is a wider kind of definition of goner than you know some people think it is. Well, what's next for the label? We're doing this, uh, one of the big bands that's coming, which a lot of people that outside of the scene don't probably know about is GT, who had a, a, a fantastic bit that was on the um, online um, Festival 17 um, that got put out as a record um, and everything. And, and GT is just kind of manic, crazy punk. Um, and we're putting out a record of theirs that's coming out in February. There's a cassette that's going to be out for them to sell on tour um, for Goner Fest. So we're doing the GT. We've got Michael Beach, who's also playing. There's an EP that he's putting out. Um, we've got Ibex Clone, uh, who's also got a record that's we're trying to get a test pressing approved. Um, really great Memphis kind of post-punk stuff. Um, we're looking forward to new Archaea's stuff um, and more of kind of King Louis archival stuff hopefully coming out. Um, yeah, just a bunch, of, a bunch of stuff in the pipeline down the line. We're doing a um, Billups Allen book of mo movie reviews 
um, it's a hundred movies you should see before you're dead or something type of list um, but he's if you've seen Goner TV or whatever he's got a great sense of humor really good writer and uh, his taste in movies is really interesting so uh, that's that's probably going to be out for Christmas this year um, right around Thanksgiving so a lot of a lot of stuff and uh, then you know once we if we survive Connorfest 19 <laughs> we'll start planning uh, Gonerfest 20 oh my God. How, um, how soon do you start like after Gonerfest well, you talk do you, we, we do you talk have two to bands off we talk to bands that say I can't make it this time can we get on next time so it never ends it, it is an endless cycle of, of stuff just like negative approach you know it ended up not working and they said you know let's try for next year so that was kind of the booking just rolling over um, and you know now you have to book bands like a year ahead of time that's how far out tours are getting booked so it even makes in it Memphis, hard even well, the little clubs are getting booked out a couple of months in advance which yeah especially didn't used almost, to be the case. yeah because they, it just gets swallowed up with every other every other town that they want to go to so yeah um so yeah it's, it's a challenge we're lucky that you know the bands want to come to goner fest um and it's another thing where half the audience is other bands you know and, and it just makes for a much much more kind of supportive thing when everybody's kind of in the same boat it's not like you're looking at a superstar up on stage you know, the guy up on stage is going to be right next to you watching the next band. Yeah, and it's not like a super, like, judgy punk crowd either. It's like a really supportive, in, into it and engaged kind of a crowd. Yeah, that's good without being, you know, weenies. I think that's, you know, um, I think that's important. And, you know, it's it, we've been lucky with, with all that. Um, our audience has been great. and People keep coming back to Memphis every year. You know, people have been to like 10 festivals um, or more. And it just kind of blows my mind. They could choose to go anywhere and they come to Memphis to, to hang out with people that they know are going to be here from all over the world, you know, um, in bands that they want to see. So it's great. Works yeah. out awesome. You All you wanted to do is throw a festival. You did a damn tourist attraction. I know. Uh, you know, doing... Uh, Doing Kevin Kane's job is is uh, I know. for over almost twenty years. Now. Somebody get you a desk yeah, at that somebody, office, man. Somebody get me a paycheck. Yeah, for real. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're happy to do it. We're uh, happy that people want to come to Memphis. We have a, a realtor who advertises in the, the program guide now. You know, for there's been a number Billups included. I think came to visit Memphis and wanted to move here. You know, a lot of people have. Gone to gone, come to Garner Fest and stayed, or, or decided to to move. So at least you don't do awesome. the South by Southwest thing, where when people come in, you don't like stamp their hands, like "Don't move here." Yeah. Well, <laughs> sometimes sometimes you think about it, but uh, you know we're yeah. we're uh, we we do what our 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 type of people, good people, to we move need more here. of them. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully that that will continue. Eric, thanks for doing this, man. Thanks for having me, JD. Gonerfest.com. There we go. Check out the schedule. Thank you. Thank you. That's the show. Thank you to Katrina Coleman, Eric Friedel, and engineer Eric Wilson. Our opening theme is Arthur with two H's. Our closing theme is Joey Pegram of Shabadoo. And for music, news, episode archives, and other fine podcasts, visit backtothelight.net. 
Until next time, take care, y'all. of the Back to the Light podcast network at backtothelight.net.